and welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue Podcast. Phillies sweep four, but lose two of three to the Mets. We'll talk about it. Frank Close here alongside Jeff Mosher. And how you doing, Jeff? I'm good, Frank. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. All right. Interesting week for the Phillies, right? They feel like they, they sort of got themselves back on track. And then they had the series against the Mets, which which we can which we can break down. And that wasn't the end of the world, but Let's let's first talk about that Rocky series. So, is it, did that really sort of catch the Phillies back up? Was that enough to sort of catch them back up? Are they kind of like back in after that series? You know, it's tough to tell because you felt that coming home after what I think they had lost um, what one three or four straight three straight series since the you know beating the A's in the opening series. Um, I think it was actually four, right? And then they sweep the Rockies. And what, what I thought was interesting, and we said this last last week when we did the pod, is are these Rockies that good? They swung the bats well, but was that in Colorado? Uh, what are they going to be like when they get away from Colorado? And the Phillies looked like the Rockies when the Rockies are home against Colorado. They swung the bats well. Everybody from Bryce to Schwarbs to Reese Hoskins, um, we'll talk about him in the two-hole a little bit. And of course, Alec Bohm kind of continuing to shake off that three error game and provide things offensively. Then you saw some, some good pitching too. And it kind of brought you into that Mets series as a real litmus test and uh, get it. I, you know, look, losing a series, not that big of a deal. Getting no hit though, uh, combined no hit that first game was really, really tough after what they had come off of from the Rocky series. And then when you have to face Scherzer in a rubber match game and you get two early dingers, from from Schwab, you're you're hoping to be in that game, and it just it didn't turn out for them. So they're still kind of in that same spot, right, Frank? Where you're you're trying to you're encouraged by some things, especially offensively and some of the things pitching, but you're kind of waiting for for it all to start to come together here and to get back to winning a series and then another series and then and not going backwards. So let's talk about that no hitter, right? I guess that's I guess that's the big thing of the week. Me personally, I'm not that bothered by it. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I will say um, Mego is like effectively wild. You know, in that game, like mm-hmm. I don't, he was all over the place, right? So he threw so many pitches, he had to exit the game. I, I thought it was encouraging. You got a really nice start from Marinola again, right? Against the Mets, right? Yes. So yes. finally, he seems to have uh, stepped up. I mean, it was quality start six innings three three earned runs right right that that's that's that should be enough for you to 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 stay with the Mets but you know it seemed like then you got you you had the Mets with a starter all over the place he can't pitch beyond the fifth inning Mm -hmm. and so I don't know maybe just got some dumb luck once you get to the bullpen in some extent but like I will say Edwin Diaz and Seth Lugo they, they both looked lights out uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those guys have kind of been there, you know, when the Mets are good, those guys are usually good for them. Lugo, uh, especially. Diaz can be up and down. So I get what you're saying as far as there are some positives to take out of that. It just was deflated and, and how McGill was sort of erratic and, and yet effective. But after what they what they had done against Colorado and coming together, I guess you could have expected that they were going to have a little bit of a lull against a team that's playing really well right now. Um, it was nice to see them then win game two, but knowing Scherzer was going in that third game, you really wanted to try to win the first two. Uh, and especially when you have McGill versus Nola 
I mean, as you mentioned, Noel starting to look a lot better. Um, that was just an opportunity. And, and for whatever reason, the bats just were not there that night. I don't know. Would you look at a former Philly, Yoeli Rodriguez, <laughs> getting three of those outs, uh, but walking that, two. Right? And even Smith gets four outs, walks one. It, 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 you know, I, I don't, I'm not like thinking Drew Smith or Yoeli Rodriguez were, were anything like impressive. But, you know, at the same time, if they're all over the place, like, can mm-hmm. you hit them? <laughs> Would have been nice, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so what? So, what do you take from that then? Like, is is this is this like a downer that's going to linger on? I mean, the, the fact that they came and won the next day. I mean, that's just that kind of evens out. <laughs> you know, no, it, no, no, not really. I mean, I, I do think again, I'm encouraged, but I think Schwar- how, oh, Schwarber's homeward a lot now in the last few games, and after a little bit of a slow start, he's uh, and we'll see going forward here for over the next week, but. Everybody remembers last year before he had that injury, he hit like what 20 home runs in the month of June. So he can get on a real tear and start to carry a team. Um, and if it started to feel that way a little bit, you know, the way he homered twice uh, last night, but um, he has started to, to do that. And you kind of look, the Mets are a good team, got good pitching. So I'm not like completely discouraged by losing that series, it just, you know, coming off the Rocky series, you were hoping for a little more. But um, interestingly enough, you know, they'll play the Rangers for, for what, two, a weird two-game series. And then they got the Mets uh, again for four more. So give me give me four and two, right, in this six game uh, six games coming up. Is this one of those things where, like, the Mets, they were playing in New York. Maybe the Mets had the edge, but if they were playing a series at home, Maybe the Phillies will have an edge. I mean, I don't know. Or is, does it matter who you're facing that day? I, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, like I, I feel like in some respects, yeah, this last game got away from them, but it, it could kind of have gone either way. The the last game against the Mets could have gone. Last game way, against the just... Mets. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Norwood Sanchez. I mean, Eflin, Eflin is still kind of battling back, but yeah, but they, but when he left the game, they still had a chance. True. I, I still go back to the first game of the series when you have Nola on the hill, you know, nine strikeouts looking pretty good there uh, against McGill, who's uh, somehow four and oh, I mean, he's a DC, he's got some okay stuff and he's been efficient, but I don't know how this kid's four and oh with a one nine three. You know, he wasn't even supposed to be in their starting rotation. <laughs> so um, I, I go back to that as the that that was the game where I felt like if looking at it going into the series, that if they could get that game, they'd be in a good shot to win the series, knowing that the, the Mets were going to come back with Scherzer in game three uh, and they couldn't get it. So, again, you had Nola versus McGill. You had a great. Uh, I don't want to say great. You had a really good outing from Nola, an encouraging one, second straight encouraging one. So things are things are looking good from that standpoint. I don't think we're going to be looking in September back at this series saying, "Oh, that's where it all got lost." But you know, April games, May games are important, and that that to me, you know, not being able to come through there just was a little bit of a damper on what had been a pretty good week. Well, I will say this: Jose Alvarado coming in with the bases loaded and. All, you have all three of them scoring. I mean, that really, to me, was when the game turned. Yeah. No, I, the, you're talking about against the uh, in game three, right? Game three. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was tough, too. That was tough, too. You have to, you're going to get that from Alvarado from, from time to time. Not that I'm saying that you should excuse it. I mean, of course, that you're right. They could have won that game um, if, if he had pitched better, if they had different circumstances. But I think you, 
go into a game that Max Scherzer is starting knowing that it's going to be an uphill battle to begin with. You go into a game that you got Nola versus McGill, you think at very least you're not going to get no hit that day. <laughs> very, very, very true. I, I, I don't know. Why not use Brad Hand against uh, the Mets with the bases loaded instead of why Alvarado was he was he open for some strikeouts some swings I don't know if, I don't know if this Mets lineup is the type that will swing it at the stuff that Alvarado throws that, that's a good point that is a good point um this is a different Mets lineup I mean they do they made a lot of additions they're not as much a free swinging team they got guys who make contact looks like Jeff McNeil is, is back to being kind of the Jeff McNeil of the past. I know last year was a little bit of a down year for him. Marte's brought a lot to their, their lineup kind of, I mean, yeah, they're, they're a tougher team. You could have gone hand there to uh, over Alvarado. I, w- I would understand that. So anyway, is this, is this a series then worth, worth really dwelling on? I would say it's not in, but, but they, the fact that they play the Mets again, you know, coming up right after this two game series against the Rangers, it, you lose what it's a four game series, right? That they'll have against the Mets. L- we just double check because it's here. two yes. against yeah, Thursday, the Rangers, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep, four, four, yeah. four games. So yeah, they lose... will face Scherzer again. Right. If you lose three or four, then you kind of package it all together and say, "Well, they really haven't played very well against the Mets at the start of the year, and that's already with a losing two out of three um, during uh, you know the second series of the year." So independently, no, not so bad. You did your job by sweeping the Rockies, and you know, you played seven games. You won five. You went five and two. That's good. Uh, it's way it's it's obviously a turnaround from what they had done before the Rocky series. But that's why I say these next games coming up, the two against the Rangers and the four against the Mets continue to kind of come under the microscope as where are you going early in the season here? Are you just going to be win some, lose some, win some, lose some? Or are you starting to gain some traction here as you're getting things coming together, like your pitching staff and your offense? These This Rangers series will be interesting. You know, they spent all kinds of money this off season, uh, but they still have the likes of Spencer Howard and Matt Moore in their starting rotation. I don't know if the Phillies are going to face them, but th- that'd be interesting. So far they have not, uh, they have not uh, announced starters for this two game series. Phillies will throw uh, Ranger Suarez and Zach Wheeler, which also mm-hmm. means Wheeler will miss the Mets again. Right. But, uh, but yeah, this, 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 this could be pretty interesting. Although I will say this Spencer Howard has been optioned to the minor leagues, So the Phillies will not see Spencer Howard. Oh, that's <laughs> a shame. <laughs> yeah. But, but Matt Moore remains on the major league roster. So, uh, yeah. And I'm sure he'd shut the Phillies out. If he's, right. Just well, you like... know, the way things are the Phillies, of course, you, you face one of your old guys, you, you know, I, I'm sure it's, are they playing the White Sox this year? Are we going to see Vince Velasquez? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either, but somehow he'll wind up on a different team and face the Phillies and strike out about, you know, 18 guys. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the, uh, that's the Phillies way. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but hey, you know the. I mean, uh, how about J.P. Crawford? Look at the kind of year. I mean, he's already. We. It's not like this is new. He's been having a pretty decent career out there in Seattle, but he's off to a blazing start with them now. Like kind of was last year, and then he just sort of fell off the face of the earth. True. Like, so uh, you know, Crawford needs to show he can be consistent. But uh, but yeah. Seattle, the Phillies will face actually. So that's right. That will be uh, that will be a neat series. I, I, by the way, I really just not to get too far off subject, but Seattle's a really interesting team. So I feel like there's someone that that really could. Uh, can get it together, but they, they haven't yet. I don't think, uh, but um, well, they're Mariners kids, right? I mean, they're waiting on Kellenick and, and Rodriguez who did Homer last night to really start to kind of click and gel in that lineup. 
Yeah, they got the young guys, but they, you know, they made a lot of other moves. Uh, yep. So they're, they're really, really impressive last year uh, in the AL West. In fact, you know, it feels like the Phillies never, never get to see them, but, um, but they're right there. They're, they're 12 and 10. So they're, you know, they're, they're creeping up. I wouldn't be shocked if, if they win this West. Uh, yeah, they got a great arm in the bullpen. I don't know if you've watched much or seen much about uh, Andres Munoz, but he, he tops out at like 102, 103 consistently. And he's been pretty good to start the year as kind of a, a middle early. They don't have a closer. They do a committee thing. And I think one of their closers got hurt. So um, him and Seawald, but they're, they're pretty good at the back end there. Yeah. JP Crawford, two for three last night, now batting 372. <laughs> I think he's their cleanup hitter, Frank. He's batted. He, last night he batted fifth. Behind, oh, was it uh, fifth? Yeah, behind their two acquisitions from the Reds, Winkler and Suarez. But you know what? Winkler hitting 197, Suarez 215. They're going to have to move him up soon. Wait, and, are you telling me that two guys who benefited from playing in Cincinnati's small ballpark are now struggling <laughs> in one of the best pitching ballparks in the in the league? I, I'm shocked to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'd say it's, I'd say it's early, but I mean, we're, we're a month in now, basically, right? I mean, this is... Yeah. This is this is a big enough sample size, um, right? But let, let's let's talk about that sample size then. Let's let's use this to talk about Alec Bohm. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's he's been a of course a hot topic this season, but but you know I watch him now, and I feel like I'm watching what I saw back in 2020, and that was this. And this is what I said last year. I, I didn't think he would have a sophomore slump last year because he makes a lot of contact. Now last mm-hmm. year, his head was up in left field, and he was all over the place not making contact. And I was really surprised, but he's back to making contact. And the reason he's driving in so many runs is when you hit the ball, stuff happens. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Frank. And and I thought, you know, I'm curious for your thing on this. I feel like this year he's doing a better job of sensing that the pitchers are going to try to pitch him inside and being able to turn on that inside pitch and, and put it either into left or, or, you know, if he's a little late in the center, whereas last year, when he was struggling both in the field and at the plate, I felt like pitchers were just coming after him right at the hands. And he was just, it's like a step slow. And maybe that was because he was just in a funk, but you could really jam him on the inside and get him. And now he's turning on those pitches. Yeah. One, one for three on Sunday. Although he had, he had a lot of hard hit balls that, that got caught. I, I forget which game it was already. They all kind of blend together, but, but the one line drive that there was a nice play and right by Marte. It was that last night on Sunday. I don't remember, but, uh, but he's making good contact. And, you know, when yeah. you make good contact more times than not, it seems it will find a way to, to either be a productive out, which he's having a lot of that are driving in runs mm-hmm. or, it, or it lands and he's got himself a hit. Yeah. I mean, the guy's got what the second highest OPS on the team next to Schwarber. So, I mean, that just shows you he's, he's making good contact. He's putting the ball in play. He's got uh, what 14 RBIs. That's that's third on the team behind Bryce and Schwab. So he's, he's, he did not let the early season struggles at the, at, in the field impact him at the plate. And now he's got his, for the moment, I mean, he's doing all right in the field. So he, he's a good play. He's exactly what you need offensively in that lineup. And he doesn't have to be the hero because he, you know, he's not among the top five or six hitters. So I think he's in a, in a comfortable spot mentally where not everything's riding on him and he's just allowed to go out there and do his thing. And really, it seems like that, I don't know what the best word for it, incident uh, he had or his uh, his <laughs> lip reading from, from the TV screen. <laughs> I mean, that, that might have been the, the turning point where he, he just learned to relax. Yeah, 
I think so. Maybe you, maybe you hit rock bottom and that's it. And then there's nowhere to go from there. Although some I would say would can go through that and, and then have things, you know, internalize and, and get worse. Your big thing is, is what you said. I mean, the fact that he's getting contact, he's only struck out 10 times in 21 games. You, you go up and down the lineup and you see guys who are doing well, but striking out a ton, even Bryce Harper struck out 25 times in 23 games. Castellanos is up over the twenties. JT is in the twenties. Reese is in the twenties. Schwarber's in the twenties, like upper twenties for those two guys. Boom struck out 10 times. So He's actually been maybe their most consistent offensive player since the start of the year uh, hitter. And by the way, it's worth bringing up our, our friend Bryson Stott, who's down at AAA now. Yeah. Uh, 23 at bats since he, since he was uh, optioned. Right. Actually he got up. Op- we were, we were advocating optioning him and then he got optioned that afternoon. <laughs> I know. It was a great foresight. By we, re- we recorded that last Monday. But uh, but so far in the early going, it doesn't seem like he's bothered by this this demotion. I mean, uh, demotions even not doesn't feel like a fair word for him. But I agree. But so far, seven hits and twenty three at bats. He has a homer, four runs driven in, he stole a base, <laughs> OPS of nine twenty nine. So so Stott is playing, and he's he's his old offensive self. Well, that's good to hear because I was worried about you know you're always worried with a guy like that who came up had you know got that those first first hit out of the way early a lot of hype around him and then has to get sent down not because he was terrible just because of numbers how that's going to affect somebody mentally so i'm glad to see so far it hasn't and um you know i I don't know if there's the only way that he's going to be able to come up right is if there's an injury you would think um nobody's really slumping even you know dd's holding his own at 275 average 333 on base so um, he's he's doing all right, you know, through through his time. Camargo's played well when he's needed to be in there. So I don't know where there's going to be an opportunity this year for Stott, if unless something goes, you know, haywire or somebody gets hurt, which which can happen. This is an older team, so we'll yeah. see what happens with that. I mean, it's not out of the question that that a veteran like Didi or or Gene will tweak something and they need somebody for a couple of weeks. You know, that's, exactly. That's, that that's ha- that's happened in the last couple of years, right? So sure. So sure. Uh, would not be shocked if uh, you know. Of course, he just pl- plugged right in either spot. So right. this is good. This is this is good because the Phillies now have, um, if they've knock on wood, figured out third base, and you know that you can plug uh, uh, Stott in next year at either short or mm-hmm. second, whichever works. Then then you feel a lot better about replacing two middle infielders. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, so the, this is also the good thing about some of the bats coming alive is they're they're sort of playing hide the center fielder and getting away with it. Yeah. And Odubel <laughs> is actually hitting the ball well, but we know that, you know, once he starts hitting the ball well, you can probably expect about a 10-game um, cold streak to follow. Yeah, well, his fielding, though, just drives me up a wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, at least twice this week, little balls dropping in that that he should have been the captain of. You know, if you're in yep. center field, you're the captain, right? Yep. You need to be you need to be either calling someone off yourself or calling to the infielder that's running in whoever it is. Yep. Uh and and basically like be the captain of that ship, you know. That, yeah. And yeah, I, he had I a few on Saturday night that I that I'm sure drove you crazy where it looked like he either had the chance to get it or should have, you know, put a little hustle call like you said, called the guy off and and ran in mid play and it fell in between there. Yeah, it was a lot of like wait and see instead of taking charge. So that 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 I'm not fond of. And 
I, you know, it's, it's a shame. I think Verling is sort of the one that's not going to play much now. Uh, even Roman Quinn getting a couple couple starts yeah. this week. How about that? So that, what, what a story that is. I mean, that, that he actually finds his way back onto the Phillies roster and is, <laughs> I mean, I never thought I'd see him again. I mean, <laughs> I mean, those, those Achilles injuries are so gruesome. Now he's not a big guy like Ryan Howard. Right. But, but we saw Ryan Howard deal with that Achilles, right. And, and how yeah. devastating that Achilles was, especially for somebody like Quinn who makes his living being fast. Right. So Absolutely. I was really worried about him, uh, you know, being able to, to, to be his old self again. Now, granted, he's, he's not playing much. He has one hit and three at bats, uh, but he's a guy they're going to use as a pinch runner even. And, and for defense in the outfield at the end of the game, we saw that a couple of times. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so this, this is a, he could be a valuable piece. Absolutely. And you know, the speed changes game. So even if he's still, even if he's a step slower than before, he's still got, you know, more speed than most people. So if you get him on the base pass, maybe wreak a little havoc there. And I feel like his attitude is, is a pretty good one for, mm-hmm. for a role. I feel like every, every, you know, Roman Quinn of old, it was always like waiting for him to, to take over center field. Well, now he's right. kind of saying, Hey, you know, I'm happy to be here. Pinch run. If you need play some defense, if you need, like he's kind of embracing this backup role. And let's be honest. If someone like him who seems to get injured all the time is playing less, well, maybe you can keep him healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that, I think he should have to embrace that role because he'd been given plenty of opportunities to have the, uh, the other role. And it just, whether it, it just didn't happen. I mean, injuries were a lot of it, but he also was not consistent when, when, when healthy enough to claim it. So I think this might be the best thing for him. We sometimes we see this in other sports too, whether it's basketball or football, a guy who plays fewer snaps or fewer minutes, but is more effective that way because his body is more preserved. And clearly Roman Quinn is the type of guy who needs his body preserved compared to, you know, Chase Utley going out there every single day until the end where he started to battle the injuries. An interesting note about him too. They were sort of suggesting, George Girardi was suggesting that maybe Quinn could play some infield. Uh, now, by the way, with oh, all the infielders God. they have, I don't, I don't think it'll be. Uh, this is the last but... team that you want experimenting with, like, you know, squ- <laughs> square pegs and round holes on defense. I mean, please. <laughs> but he, when he was drafted, he was a shortstop. They sure, sort of put him is. in center field. So, <laughs> I mean, but it's been forever. So, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. I, you know, maybe, maybe even like a uh, 14 to two blowout or something. They'll say, Hey, go, go take short. But yeah. Uh, Sure. You know, or an emergency maybe, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's going to do much more than, than be your, your Schwarber re- replacement in left or uh, Oduble replacement in center. If you need to beef up your, your defense a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be hearing stuff like that. I don't want to be hearing that uh, some great outfielder outfielder with a great arm. Maybe we'll try and see if he's a, uh, a middle inning bullpen guy. Do we got no Shohei Otani's on this, uh, on this club? Let's just keep it that way. <laughs> And what about Matt Veerling, by the way, just failing to, to get, get moving this season. Is, is he I mean, somebody that would benefit by, by some minor league time when you get somebody like Mickey Moniak ready? Maybe, but are you surprised? I mean, this has kind of been the same old story for, for Philly center fielders for quite a while now. I mean, it's just, everybody, I, I, I shot, didn't like, everybody loses it. I didn't like them putting him in a high profile position uh, of like being the, the half of a platoon in center. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I thought that was a reach. Um, not that I don't like him, but I liked him in the utility role. Yeah. Um, but but kind of that role is not really there anymore uh, without with a designated hitter, you know. Right. Um, 
someone that could pinch hit and move around. And when there's double multiple double switches in a game, he can go from here to there to the other place. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not really uh, loving the idea of him being in the lineup against every lefty. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's that's fair. That's fair. Are you are you happier with Bryce? Uh, not Bryce with Reese in the two hole. Because I know when we did the pod last week, you and I were both not a fan of Reese Hoskins as a two hole hitter. Um, he's come through with some pretty big hits. I don't I don't know if his average is as good as you'd want it to be, but he has he, come through with some hits. He is walking a lot. Yeah. I That's just what don't... we didn't like, though, is that he does, but he's swinging the bat, but he does tend have a tendency to walk a little bit too much or be too selective when he's a two hole hitter. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't love him in that role. I mean, mainly for me is the speed. I mean, he's hit, he's only hitting two hundred, uh, right? And so the walks that he can draw, uh, really not. I, I don't know his his, his on base percentage is three hundred one to two hundred average. So it shows you that he's walking a lot, but but even mm-hmm. a three hundred on base percentage isn't a lot. So the walks aren't necessarily making up the difference here. Um, so I'd rather somebody be faster that can can score from first on a mm-hmm. double after walking. If you, if you know, if you're going to walk, if, if Bryce Harper's behind you and hits a double, he needs to score. Right. Right. So what you're saying is you'd probably rather have say Segura there at batting second. If, if Schwarber is going to be the guy to lead off or somebody else being lead off. Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't know. Are they, are they done with Schwarber leading off? Yeah, I, I hope I, so. I, I thought I that was so. a quick, I thought that was a quick pivot, but. Um, I don't know. I'm fine with Segura leading off, but they, they need they need to do something better second. I don't know if that needs to be. But then, but again, who? JT, you know? perhaps. I mean, it, yeah. Then once I, a week, I'm okay JT's with not in your lineup. You know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. There's, well, how about how about Alec Bohm? I mean, do you think with the way he's making contact now and he's a good athlete that he's someone you can be a little more comfortable with hitting second? He's not that fast either. Um. I don't know. Maybe maybe you just move everybody up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Segura Harper. Now that see, you got you got uh, Castellanos batting batting cleanup in this line. I mean, he could bat third. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel yeah, like this, this this is still a work in progress. I mean, the current lineup has Schwarber hitting six. Well, now that he's hitting a ton, right? Um, you know, you you could easily move him up and and hit Hoskins behind him. Hoskins could hit six. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe they're too worried about the uh, the lefty righty stuff, uh, but right. I mean, I, I get I get that that Girardi didn't like bringing in uh, the, the the opposition bringing in a lefty reliever and getting uh, Schwarber and and um, and Harper in the same you know same appearance you know that he, he wanted to to break them up a little bit more, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't know I I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily love this collection of li- uh, in the lineup in that there's no real obvious placement for them, you know? Right. Right. And that, well, that's why I think Joe is still kind of figuring out what works best. Yeah. Well, the last seven games, uh, Schwarber hitting 300. So that's, uh, you know, maybe he's, he's kind of gotten past that uh, slow start and uh, it will, will, will be what you thought he would be but but i, mean, I think historically though he's he, he's kind of started slow even last year with the with the nationals i believe he started slow and then he did he did really came on so right i mean what he had that tear in june what was it wasn't it 16 home runs in june or was it more than that I, it was it was incredible yeah he was he was really something actually um 
last last year when he signed for next to nothing, I thought, man, he 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 would have been good on the Phillies. <laughs> um, and then what do you know? He ended up uh, being really, really, really good, and then coming yes. to the Phillies later. So uh, better but, late uh, than never, Frank. Yeah, better so. late than pregnant. All right. I mean, uh, never. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. too. Um, that too. Now there's a Quizzo team I always play against that that uses that name. So I. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but let me, I'm just pulling up uh, Schwarber's splits from from last year just to see how he did month. But yeah, month of April he hit 206, right? Then 245 in May, and then June 280. Uh, yeah, so that that was when he was he went went and off. How many home runs in June? 16 in June. So. That, that that I still like marvel at that. Yeah, he only had two home runs in April last year. So, uh, right. but by the end of June, he had 25 home runs. Phillies <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't mind that, right? No, not at all. And it looks like, you know, his tear might have started a little earlier this year. So um, yeah. I'm trying to look at uh, what he's got here over the last uh, two weeks or so. I mean, it's he's he's starting to heat up and he it's kind of fun to watch that. He, for for us, what have, when have we seen that? Not since like Ryan Howard days, you know, that we had that one month of Dom Brown. Mm. Right. And I know Bryce won MVP last year, but. I know he had some hot months, but I had nothing like 16 home runs in a month. I mean, he only hit 30 some odd home runs last year, Bryce. So, so it's a little bit more, it's a little special when you get a guy who can do it with uh, what Schwarber does. It just becomes fun to watch. It like takes on a life of its own. And they've got enough guys that if, if one of them is really hot in any given month, <laughs> yep, can make you know makes a difference. Absolutely. Now that is again if the pitching holds up. Um, Zach by the Eflin. way, five homers, by the way, five homers and 12 RBIs, uh, eight runs scored for Schwarber over the last 14 days, two weeks. So 396 on base percentage. That's pretty good. Five homers in two weeks. Yeah, well, yeah I'll say <laughs> I actually have him on my fantasy team, so it's been wonderful. So same here going into last night, which is the end of the week. I was like behind on runs and behind on home runs. And he personally just put me over the edge. So I did not lose. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, awesome. so I'm grateful to him in that late game on Sunday, taking care of my fantasy team. But again, yeah. nobody cares about my fantasy team. No so. <laughs> one cares about your fans. That's right. <laughs> um, let's just talk pitching though. Since, since, you know, we've been talking this all along that they're ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. Uh, the, the starting rotation was ranked on Fox sports as one of the top 10 rotations in baseball. Mm-hmm. Do you see a path to them getting there based on what you've seen one month in? Cause we're one sixth of the season is almost over. <laughs> wow. Don't say that. I feel like, you know, baseball just started. It's such a, it's a yeah. marathon. It's a story. And you're telling me it's already one sixth over. I hate that. But, um, well, you, you know, I think Nola is kind of the swing to that. Because if he's not the Aaron Noah that you need him to be, it's not as effective of a, of a rotation. But if he is like he's been the last few starts, then, yeah, I think you definitely feel very and, – and Wheeler, too. I had a feeling Wheeler was going to get things back going. I think um, – I know the numbers don't look good now, but um, that was from obviously more early in the year. His his uh, velocity is back up, so that's good. You know, Noah, Wheeler – Suarez, Gibson, Gibson, Suarez, whatever you want. You know, I was hoping for a little bit better of an effort from from Eflin uh, against yeah. the Mets, but uh, he's going to have that at times. They're going to be on him, and it's not going to be great. He's not overpowering. We know that. So it's pretty good. I, I honestly haven't like looked at every single MLB team, MLB team to see their their pitching staff. I mean, I can just tell you right off the hand, the Dodgers are always great. They've got great guys. I don't know what their ERA is right now, but I'll take whatever they got. <laughs> 
The Astros have been pretty good, but um, I think this is a good rotation. The Mets, obviously, when when Jacob Degrom comes back, I mean, having Degrom and Scherzer at the top, uh, Carrasco's back. He's been all right for them. I mean, I, they're probably a little bit more talented and certainly more overpowering when they have Degrom and Scherzer. Um, who's who's their third? Is it Bassett or is it the um, probably Bassett? Probably, you know, Bassett Carrasco is a good three, four. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And Freed's been after he shook off a, a rough start for, for the Braves and they're pretty good too. So like, I guess what I'm trying to say is on paper and the way they're, they're pitching. Yeah. They could be top 10, but any given week, a couple of things, they, they could be not top 10. What, what do you think of, of Zach Geflin? Uh, so is he just, are the expectations too high or is this just what a fifth starter does? Oh, I, I, what are your expectations? I think you just nailed it. What are your expectations? I think he's a five or maybe a four on a good, but not great team. And he gives you that. I think he gives you what you should expect from Zach Eflin. He doesn't have overpowering stuff. He has a great, a great sinker, good two seamer. Um, I don't consider that overpowering. I just consider that, you know, uh, it, it's a tough pitch to hit, but it's not, not going to blow guys away. Right. I'm just going to kind of fool them a little bit. If it's got some good late movement on, movement to it so other than that he he's he tries to be efficient as he can by the way you mentioned carlos carrasco doesn't it just feel like he's been around forever i mean i guess it's because he came up in the philly philly system and uh you know he was part of that trade 13 years ago yeah <laughs> yeah God. i don't know it just makes it feel like he's been around forever same thing yeah. with travis darnod uh you know been around forever you know yep um but uh oh wow i just noticed this i let's designate robinson cano for assignment well, they had to, right? They weren't going to, they had a, the, the rosters go down and they're, you think they're sending Dominic Smith down? No, <laughs> oh, no Robbie way. Dominic Smith, Dominic Smith needs to play. He's, he's, he's legit. I think he's legit. I, I thought, I thought the Mets would be stupid and trade Dominic Smith to the athletics or something. And he'd be a superstar. Well, the funny thing is that he was sort of rumored to be on the block if they acquired Eric Hosmer and Hosmer is tearing the cover off the ball right now. He's been one of the best players in the league uh, so far in this early year. And he's certainly been good for the, it must, he must have gotten, you know, you know, sparked or blew a chip on his shoulder because of the trade rumors. But he's been playing pretty well for for the Padres this year. But no, Dominic Smith, yeah, I mean, they, they, he needs to play every day for them. Yeah, well, the, the Mets eating. I mean, it was. I thought it was the stupidest trade ever when they traded for for Robinson Cano. But um, you know, when his agent uh, became a GM for a hot minute and traded for yeah, him, yeah. Uh, but they owe him a lot of money. Uh, now, in fairness, this year and next now. The, I think the piece of that was the Jared Kellenick for, for the Mariners, who they keep expecting to to blow it up, right? And he has not yet blown it up. But, I mean, he's very young in his career, so we'll see. But yeah, so the rosters are, are now down to 26. And so the Mets, Mets wow, I'm, but that, that, that's a lot of money to eat. Uh, I thought they would have given him more of a leash uh, than that. But, but, but uh, well, I mean, but, you think about it. A, they're not, uh, you know, this is new ownership. It doesn't seem like money or losing money uh, on a baseball field is a big deal to Stevie Cohen. And they have a good thing going on. They have good chemistry. Like you just said, Dom Smith has been a guy who, I mean, you remember what he looked like when he came up. He was a big Husky guy, Husky first baseman. And then Pete Alonso went and hit 50 home runs. And he's like, well, I better, I better lose about 30 pounds and make myself into an outfielder, right? Which he did. Mm -hmm. He's got a nice, sweet lefty swing that they need. So, and a good chemistry going on. Why, why would you jeopardize that for Robbie freaking Cano, who just, who, who was out all last year on a suspension 
and then came back this year and hasn't done anything for you. So I, you know, you just eat the money because it's the right thing to do for the team. Yeah, well, good, good, good for good for the Mets to think that way. So they yeah. owe him the remainder of this year's twenty four million dollars salary and next year's twenty four million dollars salary. So, you think the Wilpons would have done that? No, no way. They would have traded Dom Smith or you know figured <laughs> out and making him a relief pitcher or something. <laughs> yeah, that that I, I still I still can't believe that they the Brody Van Wagen uh, era actually happened in New York, but it, it was fun to watch. <laughs> Oh, I can believe it. That was a very Mets thing to do back then. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, speaking yeah. speaking of the the new uh, roster limits, the Phillies' two cuts are Christopher Sanchez and Damon Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sanchez, I was hoping for a little more from Jones, weren't you? I know you were probably hoping for a little more from Sanchez. Um, you know, he had way. his yeah, he had his moments. I think I think right now it's just that he just got hit around on Sunday, and they need fresher arms uh right. i wouldn't be shocked if you see him again soon but mm-hmm. um i mean he was there kind of be you know they what the three long men kind of lined up with the starters falter's already in triple a right uh, sanchez will go down there as well probably work as a starter too you know the, the phillies recognize rightly uh, speaking of falter mm-hmm. um they recognize that they they need they need to have some starters ready who can come up and pitch and yep. they don't uh and so uh falter is going to try to be that triple a and hopefully they'll do the same with Sanchez because because right now, if you, you you know, if somebody I mean, you, you know, the game today, someone breaks a fingernail, he can't start. Right. So right. listen, um, Frank, trust me, it's not going to matter because Painter's going to be up at triple A in about seven days. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'd be that fast. No, but, uh, I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. But yeah, but the, the Phillies needed that depth. So uh, so that that explains why uh, Falter is is down at triple A. Um, a couple of spots in the bullpen I don't love. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure uh, what I like from Bellotti so far, but uh, mm. um, I mean, he's just kind of a guy that's out there. But uh, but you know, um, Nick Nelson's had his flashes of brilliance. So yeah. I mean, that, that was that that's a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, you know, ERA three point six after after ten innings pitched. You know, not yeah. terrible. Um, you know, he had that one bad outing, but 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 he had some nice ones as well and. Um, that, that, that seems to be a nice find so far. Yeah. Finally, uh, they got a Yankee reliever who can actually, uh, you know, get somebody out after, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, the failed David Robertson and the failed, uh, uh, Chip, uh, Chip Hale. No, no, David Hale, uh, David Hale, who's <laughs> David never pitched in the majors again <laughs> or anywhere. I, I, I don't know if anybody actually ever picked him up. Yeah. Um, but by the way, Bellotti, by the way, I, maybe I should have I've said he's only given up one run in six innings, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I was I shouldn't have knocked him completely. But, you know, he, he's he's risen above uh, who's uh, others. Right. Um, and then uh, Norwood is as a part of this bullpen now, too. So three names we didn't necessarily expect. Uh, we thought maybe Norwood and, and uh, Nelson might be those extra two guys for April, but but they've 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 stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Done pretty well. The bullpen is actually done okay. I mean, compared to like you know Philly's bullpens over the last three or four years, you're way more encouraged by what you've seen so far. I would say. Yeah, I haven't loved Alvarado, but uh, uh, I know. I, you know what they don't do enough? I think when you look at the stat lines, the inherited runners scored. That's always so hard to find. You mm-hmm. know, that's that. That's such an important stat. Right. Um, and uh, I feel like they've let too many score. Um, at times when Alvarado's on the mound, so that that's that's I'd rather see Alvarado get a clean inning, but I don't know. He's he's always been the, the it, 
his his regular season ERA right now is three point six eight. His career ERA is three point six eight. So I guess he's consistent um, to, <laughs> to to his his form. But uh, yeah, you know what you get with Jose Alvarado. Yeah. There's going to be times he comes in and he's lights out, and they're going to times he's coming. He's just all over the place. Yeah, and unfortunately, that that three batter rule means that you have to suck it up and deal with deal with the pitcher for three batters. Yep. Ugh, I still hate that. I, I still don't. I, I still don't know how that that speeds things up because the guy comes in, he clearly doesn't have it, and then you think, oh shoot, we got to suffer through three whole batters just for somebody else to come in. Right. Right. I wish yeah. you know. I wish there was a compromise on that rule, like that would still allow you to use a lefty special against a lefty batter, but maybe limit the number of times you can do it in a game, you know, maybe to twice. So okay. I, I'm sure, sure that was discussed at some point, but um, cause I thought there was a, a good purpose for it. And it was a good strategy. I did. I did get that people were annoyed by the constant rampant pitching changes within an inning. So I'm, I'm even though I don't like to um, over legislate strategy, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, accept that that was not great for the game, but I don't. I think they went to too far the extreme. Uh, there, there was a way to probably meet this thing in the middle that that they didn't do. And these games aren't getting quicker either. Like I, <laughs> no, Saturday, I was at a wedding, and of course, I'm following on my phone the whole time. But I leave the damn wedding at almost eleven o'clock, and and the Phillies are still playing. Right. right. So, so I I don't know. I don't I don't get it. Well, you see now they're doing the minors. They got the uh, rule where um, the batter has got to stay in the box. Like you can't take too much time. And there was a clip of I saw on Twitter of a guy who he literally actually I didn't think he took that much time. He just stepped out of the box, stepped right back in. Bam. They rung him up. Strike three without the pitch even being thrown. (laughs) And honestly, he was so confused and then sort of mad that it took just as much time for him to get to the bench because he was standing there looking befuddled for an extra 20 seconds and looking around like, what the hell? I didn't even throw the ball, you know? Uh, and, and again, he didn't even, it's not like he stepped out of the box and he adjusted his batting gloves and he, you know, did all that, all that, you know, Nomar Garcia type crap. That way he just, he stepped out and stepped back in. I thought it was a little bit of an early uh, ring up on him, but it didn't, didn't make the game any quicker. Cause he sat there confused for a good 45 seconds. Okay. So I did, I did figure out who's going to, be TBD against the Phillies Tuesday. So John Gray is coming off the injured list and will start against the Phillies Tuesday. Good pitcher. When Martin healthy. Perez on Wednesday. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, he, he coming off a, an MCL sprain, though, uh, John Gray, you know, what are you, you going to get? Probably like, some... He's got four innings and probably 70 pitches in him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I don't know. Phillies, Phillies have an opportunity to pounce. I mean, Martin Perez, he, he, he talk about a guy that's been around forever. Um. You know, he, he was he's an old school uh, Texas Ranger who just came back to the team, but uh, yep. um, after a few years away, yeah, he's but, gonna throw uh, you a bunch of junk. But he's been he's been an, you know an okay like four and a half ERA kind of guy over his career. So yeah, I don't know. Phillies have an opportunity here. Um, Rangers got some bats, uh, but hopefully, uh, hopefully Wheeler and uh, Suarez not in that order. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll keep them down. The key with the Ranger series is to not walk anybody because they have a lot of free swinging sluggers like um, who's the uh, uh, Adolis Garcia, is it right? Or he's he hit 30 home runs last year, but I think he bats like two five, two oh five. He swings at everything. So they, they've got some couple of guys. They got Seager there. They got guys who can put the ball out of the ballpark, but 
Um, they also have a lot of guys who want to just go up there swinging. So you got to, you got to just keep the guys off base because if you, if you make a mistake, you don't want it to be a three nothing game all of a sudden, because you know, a guy who strikes out eight times out of 10 hit a hanger over the left field fence. Yep. Uh, yep. So they, 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 they've got the power. Um, yeah, I'm looking at, at, at Garcia right now. looks like he's, let's see here. Why can't, why can't I find the stats so easily? Uh, 220 he's hitting right now. Yeah, uh, but he's got he has four home runs in the early going. Um, he has struck out a, a twenty four times in the early going. So um, there you go. He's striking out once a game, uh, but uh, does which have is that- actually I think low for him. I think that's an improvement from what they've had in the past. So yeah, but Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Brad Miller. They, they, yeah, of course, Brad Miller now one of their. Uh, I think he's starting for them, right? I think he is. Yeah, fifty two at bats so far. Mm-hmm. I'm batting 192. Yeah, I'm not. Shouldn't be too worried about it. They but, have Cole. They they still have Cole Calhoun there from the uh, from the Angels. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, he's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not a yeah, lefty know, bat. They're not a very scary team. I don't yeah. think. Even though but, they spend all that money. Well, it was basically basically on it was on Simeon Simeon, Simeon and Seager, and, right? yeah. yeah. Well, John Gray, I think was an expense was an expense, right? And, uh, Promptly on the DL. Yeah. yeah Again, talk about, about old guys. They have Matt Bush on the roster. Oh my God, Matt Bush. Matt Bush has got to be one of the older players. I mean, he's no. Uh, he's thirty six years old. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, thirty six. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, you have yeah. to. You have to. No you really but... got to come out of this. You got. You got to really come out of here too. Oh, I mean, anything can happen. But man, this is a team that's ripe to be taken. I think. Yeah, they spent the money. They aren't. Uh, they aren't really getting many, <laughs> many yeah, results. Simeon's batting one fifty. He's got no homers. You know, I mean, Seager's doing okay, two seventy four and twelve. But if that's the one guy that you're worried about. Yeah, yeah just oh, pitch man. around him. Yeah, Garver has been terrible. Nathaniel Lowe at first base is like he's okay. You <laughs> know, he's got one homer. He's got a you know he's hitting like three thirteen, but that's all right. You know that. This is not a scary team. Well, I will say this. One thing about the Rocky series that it showed is when a team is down or scuffling, the Phillies just, you know, kept kept pushing, you know? Yes. Choke and so uh, the Rangers, they're they're down on their luck. Phillies just need to stomp all over them. And right. Un- unconscionably, just keep keep on keep on pushing. There you go. Well, it should be good. I'm you know, I look forward to our next pod because it'll be, you know we'll really kind of get a feeling I think of how they're going because the, that four game series against the Mets will be big. And then they will be going into that three game series at Seattle. Yeah. I, I, I wish, you know, that that's a trip I wish I could take, you know, but, uh, um, same here. Great. City. I would love to get to Seattle, but, but the, by the way, the good news is now that the schedule is going to change next year, uh, they'll, they'll play, they'll play the Mariners every year. So at least every other year, the Phillies will be in Seattle. So someday, maybe someday there'll be the opportunity to, uh, uh, you know, watch, um, you know, watch the Phillies play out there or something. So, uh, just as an excuse to go, I've never been to Seattle. So, uh, oh, it's a wonderful city. It's a long flight, but it's a great city. All right. So, just 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 to look ahead at the Mets one last time. So, it looks like uh, the Mets are pitching Bassett today, Monday. They're mm-hmm. pitching Carrasco Tuesday, and then Wednesday because they they don't have a day off this week. Um, uh, McGill's going to pitch on Wednesday, so we're going to oh, miss great. McGill this time around. But you will get Bassett, you will get Scherzer, 
Um, and uh, you'll get Carrasco then, and uh, who am I forgetting? No, you will get McGill, won't you? Who would you say is pitching? No, McGill, you, McGill will be pitching Wednesday, so that he won't face the Phillies in those four. Oh, okay. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, so, so you'll then, get you'll you'll get Bassett, you'll get Carrasco, you'll get uh, you'll get. Are they Scherzer. starting? P- are they still starting Peterson? Peterson, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they'll he's be the fourth. He's another guy that they start him, but he, he's basically a five inning pitcher at at best, right? You know, actually, no, he's not on the active roster. On Wait, what? Who Did you hurt? Getting? By the way, they lost one of their. You know, oh, Taiwan Walker's back. That's who it is. Oh, oh okay, okay, Taiwan Walker. Yeah. That's right. He took that spot in the rotation. That's what. It yeah, was. Reed Foley got hurt in that. Yeah, I mean, you saw him leave the game, but it wound up being pretty bad. I think a UCL injury there Oof. in the elbow. So that hurts them. Yeah, it sure does. Although Peterson would always uh, seem to beat the Phillies. <laughs> so yeah, he's pretty decent. Yeah, he's. Uh... Yeah, let me just see here. I'm trying to find the latest uh, roster roster move for Peterson. I'm just curious now that you, you brought him up. Okay, yeah, they optioned him on uh, the 23rd. When basically, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, the Mets signed Tom, Tommy Hunter to a minor league contract. So, oh, great. <laughs> Maybe he'll be up in time. But anyway, good good week of baseball ahead. Uh, we'll be back to talk about it next week. This has been the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher. We'll catch you next week. 